In the Park Festival is back in Newcastle, and you could be there watching headliner Rag and Bone Man. We have two pairs of tickets to give away to see Rag and Bone Man on Sunday the 5th of May. He'll be joined by Newcastle-born singer-songwriter and brother to Sam, the hugely talented Liam Fender. To be in with a chance of winning two tickets, just answer the following question. What is the real first name of Rag and Bone Man? Is it Reginald, Rory or Colin? To enter, download the free Durham On Air app for your smartphone or tablet, click on Win, and you could be in Newcastle watching Rag and Bone Man on the 5th of May. Entries close at 11pm on May the 2nd. For full terms and conditions, visit durhamonair.com. In the Loop, a podcast from the heart of Durham. Hello and welcome to In the Loop, the Durham podcast. We're back with episode number 11. It's the, uh, well, it's the end of September. And as you'll hear, these interviews have been recorded at varying times in the month of September. Um, Quite a momentous month, um, emotional for many of us. Um, and, and, and it's affected many of us in completely different ways. Um, and, and the whole of the country, you know, um, it's impacted at least one conversation in this podcast, really, but two of the three po- uh, conversations. One was actually before the Queen died. But anyhow, I couldn't have edited it out, but I decided I'd leave the, ch- the conversation about Queen, uh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II's death in the interview, not least because many of us will have had the same um, reflections, uh, queries, questions um, and thoughts at that particular time. And personally, I found the history, the constitution, the planning that had gone into it, the tradition, um, fascinating. But that's just me. Anyway, I'm your host, Emma Hignett. Uh, Thank you for joining me. In this episode, you'll find out about being an independent business in Durham and about an independent that's been in Durham for a long time and has passed down through the family. I love that. I love that handing down. And also we get to send Alice exploring before she left the country uh, and missed, she actually left uh, and missed the whole two weeks that we have gone through in this country, which must be equally strange um, to just not be here and see it from another country's perspective. Um, those two weeks that have made September 2022 so exceptionally memorable. Anyway, before we go any further, a huge thank you to the City of Durham Parish Council for supporting and sharing this podcast. It is created in association with Totally Locally Durham, the movement championing the independence that make Durham City's offer on the high street and beyond the high street, to be honest, different from any other city. So on with In The Loop and we'll start with The City Loop, which once once again has a distinct independent feel to it. Um, About about time too, I will hear you say, um, I had a good old chat over coffee, of course, in Café Dral, of course, with Graham Salt. The City Loop. I think I'd possibly make too many excuses to come to Café Dral, but uh, no complaints. Uh, Café Dral is where we are this morning. Interesting day because it's the day after the Queen died, which we will reference. Um, and I'm speaking to Graham Salt, who, I mean, I know you from Canny Insights and from, from, from many years. I've known you or known of you and the work you do in the retail sector. But locally in Durham, you are the man behind Indy Durham City. Yes, right, yes. And, um, and so, like Totally Locally, have a passion 
for the independent businesses and the difference they make to a city like Durham. Mm -hmm. But first let's start with the events of, of yesterday and the Queen because it would be wrong not to reference it. I think um, we're all in a, a state of we're not quite sure what happens now um, and how it's going to affect Durham as a city. Um, I, I hear that over the weekend there may be events to celebrate. Do they call it the progression of the king or the proclamation of the king? Yes. Um, I was reading about it earlier and I can't remember the... No, I can't remember the words <laughs> the either. Word, yeah. But I think there are events on Saturday yes. um, to mark um, the announcement of King Charles III, or that he's become king. Um, otherwise, it shouldn't really affect the city other than we might have a bank holiday, do you think? Or Yes, I think how it's... It's supposed to work, perhaps, is that uh, certainly on the day of the Queen's funeral, I think that is... is, is uh, a is bank holiday, I think. Yeah, proclaimed as a bank holiday, certainly if it falls on a weekday. Yeah. But I think it is a bit of a challenge because you, you aren't quite sure how to move forward and how to judge the mood. And, and certainly this morning, for example, you know... Um, Doing things on social media is a bit of a kind of tightrope, as you don't... Uh, certainly, I think, if you were posting anything that wasn't about the Queen, it's kind of frowned upon, because it's, it's not really uh, in the moment. So, so there's always all these new things to learn, but I think in the case of Durham, it, it has always been a place of, of pilgrimage, of course, a place that is spiritual and uplifting. So I suppose uh, in the days ahead, you know, it's, it's completely appropriate that people will come here and find solace uh, in the cathedral, just as they have been doing for centuries before. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I'm sure it, um, it'll be commemorated in the cathedral and in the city. The Queen's life will be commemorated. Um, and, and I think there's talk of planning services all up and down the country um, of commemoration. Durham County Council certainly posted very quickly last night that they're planning various commemorations. Mm. So it's, it feels like a funny time because obviously we're, we're respecting the Queen's death yesterday, but on top of that, we sort of have got through COVID. Um, it feels like life was getting back to normal and then the inevitable recession is about to hit. And uh, the Prime Minister was in the middle of trying to make us slightly more buoyant in relation to energy prices when the news came through, obviously, to her. Um, and so it's it's... You know, positivity is maybe as far as sort of business and high streets concerned not great yeah I think certainly the whole kind of energy thing has has been a real uh, concern you know, if you go on social media you'll see lots of businesses reporting how their bills are increasing four five even tenfold you know, I was talking to a business in Whitley Bay that I know who was who is in that situation, and uh, and it's it's quite it's quite bizarre because because you always have a situation where it doesn't matter how successful you are as a business, um, you know, in that scenario that was kind of panning out, uh, 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 certainly until yesterday, um, it, it's it's kind of almost impossible for any business in bricks and mortar to trade successfully as the yeah. goalposts have moved and it just doesn't stack up for anyone almost and that's a completely scary and terrifying scenario so I think it's it's good that the Prime Minister has, has announced at least a six month pause uh, uh, in such things but certainly uh, if, if there isn't a kind of long term uh, solution to this mm. uh, unfortunately 
Uh, even the most vibrant, agile, successful businesses, of which we have many in Durham, uh, are going to find it a struggle. And and you know, anyone who follows me on on Twitter and LinkedIn and things will know that I'm I'm really positive. So I don't I find it really hard to kind of express things like this where I'm saying actually this is really scary. But if you look around uh, in Durham and you look at what's been happening since COVID and even during COVID, actually there have been so many new businesses opening. Yeah. You know, um, um, I've just come from Collected, the new bookshop that opened Riverwalk this morning, you know, and that's fantastic, an independent bookshop that has opened uh, you know, in Durham, and Emma, the owner, has been able to uh, draw from my support for free as part of the Indie Durham City project. She's, she's been at the markets quite a lot right. in recent weeks yes, with in her, her van. van. That's yeah. right. So it's lovely yeah. that, to see a business taking that next step. Yes, how exactly. lovely. And, it, and, you know, we have a few independent bookshops in the city now. And, yes. again, how lovely that, you know, Amazon isn't the be-all and end-all, that people will go and sit and browse and take re- recommendations and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and then, in a, and then I think it's a week's time uh, course, a new restaurant is opening in Reform Place, um, offering a kind of the really kind of locally inspired tasting menu. Again, bringing something new to Durham. I've, you know, I've had some work. Uh, I've been involved in helping them as well secure premises and things. So, so there's all these fantastic stories. So when people talk about the death of the high street. I say, hang on, you know, actually, every time you talk about the death of the high street, it's, it's sticking a bit of a dagger in the heart of all these businesses that are working their socks off to do brilliant things and to invest in our city. And so actually, the picture is, is looking really exciting. And even Silver Street, I get bombarded with people saying, oh, isn't Silver Street a disgrace? It's terrible. But actually, you know, looking forward, it's going to look a lot better in six months' time. It's a hiatus right now. Is yeah. just we're in the. Oh, the coffee's arrived. Lovely. Latte's mine. Thank you very much. And there's always plenty of places in Durham to get a coffee, which, there is, is. Uh, which is good. But, but I was saying that um, uh, in Silver Street, um, I think there's currently 11 vacant units, and my understanding uh, is that eight of those have new occupants lined up. Wow, that's you know. And, and you don't know that when you walk down the street. What you see when you walk down the street is currently, it's, you know, it, it's sad. Yes. And to be fair, one of the things that we could do better and could have done better is to make sure that that kind of thing is communicated uh, on the shop fronts and so on. But it can be difficult if the if the landlords won't play ball. If you can't just stick things on the front of their shops, you have to try and get the landlords engaged. And I know the county council and the bid and all the other uh, players in the city try and do this. So I think, you know, actually, it would be a lot better if we could communicate what was happening in Silver Street. But but I'm trying to do that instead, using the channels I have at my disposal, you know, on on social media, in the Northern Echo, wherever I can, to say actually, if you come back in in six months' time, hopefully the picture will be a a whole lot. Uh, more uplifting and what's even better again is that many of those newcomers are independent so it's it's this kind of flux where a lot of the names that have gone from Silver Street uh, and from the city in general are the the multiples the car phone warehouse that closed all its stores Topshop that closed all its stores uh, Hotter that closed almost all its stores you know those kind of names and what are coming in are kind of interesting independents and you've and you've already got Moon in Silver Street, which is a, a brilliant, beautiful shop. 
that's taken over the former EE, really uplifting those windows. So I'm, I'm really excited about how Durham will look uh, uh, in six months' time. You, you talked there, in the middle of that, you talked about the... Um, you mentioned Durham County Council, Durham Bid. So there are a number of organisations that play a part. Those two plus the, the uh, City of Durham Parish Council. Absolutely. Um, and Durham Markets, of course, too, and, are a huge player. And it feels like they're working together? Yes. I think, um, I think it hasn't always been that way, to be fair. Um, uh, and there's always... Your baggage and things from the past, but I think um, you know it, it's uh, it's been it's been really useful. I think the parish council bringing me in to uh, to do three days a month of work on the Indie Dome City project because um, you know I can sometimes say and do things that maybe others can't if they're part of a of the local authority or something. I can I can be a bit more <laughs> cheeky and agile sometimes yeah. in, in getting stuff done or, or or talking to people and I think um, I think that and, and the fact that you've got you know brilliant people uh, in charge of Durham markets in charge of Durham bid uh, the shopping centres Prince Bishop as well you know, the, the, uh, there's really a whole lot of kind of energy and positivity and and you're seeing that being manifested in terms of uh, uh, all the events and things that are happening. So you come into Durham, and nearly every weekend there's something on. Uh, you know, even in the week as well, you've had things like the Children's Book Festival. You're so brilliant at, uh, at at doing something that is really kind of positive and good, but also bringing people into the city who might not otherwise come. So I think um, if you can if you can all work together, if you can make sure the city always has that kind of animation, as we call it in the jargon then you're doing kind of a lot of, um, of positive things to, uh, to keep your high street vibrant and relevant. You mentioned there about the support, well, a little bit earlier, about the support you've given to some of the independents coming in, particularly to collected books. Yes. Um, if there's somebody listening to this who goes, oh, I've got an idea, I didn't know there was support out there, what can they do? Well, um, that's basically um, how Indie Dome City works. It's, it's funded by the Parish Council, and it means that uh, any independent business that is either already in Dome City Centre uh, or, or is thinking about opening uh, in the parish uh, can basically contact me and, uh, and, and have a conversation. And, and, and it can be quite... It can be various things. I've, I've helped businesses secure premises. I've, I've helped them uh, kind of... Uh, with their kind of interiors a bit and their and their layouts, I've 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 helped them with their marketing, sorting them out on Twitter and things or Google. You know, it's it, um, I call it marketing and mentoring support because sometimes the important thing or the most important thing that I can be is just somebody to talk to because you know, being an independent business is really hard and sometimes it's just really useful to have someone you can bounce ideas off. Someone who's positive. Yeah, someone who's positive and someone who can say, uh, as I always do, actually, what you're thinking about doing here is really, really good. You, you know, as, as sometimes I think uh, I've seen businesses in Durham that have opened and they haven't always had the confidence um, or they haven't or they haven't always realised how brilliant what they're doing is. And so 
And so I hope, uh, I like to think I'm a, I'm a source of encouragement, I'm a source of support, and, and what is fantastic is that that is available free to any business in the parish. And so if, uh, if you are a business that's already here, or a business that is looking to open in Durham, or thinking about it even, uh, all you have to do is go to indiedurhamcity.co.uk and you can find all the information there about the project and, uh, and a form to fill in to, uh, to contact me and request support. Well, that's brilliant. Um, I'll put all the links in the show notes for the podcast. Graham, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I think we might come back and talk to you again in six months. Oh, thank you. Somewhere on Silver Street. Always good. <laughs> brilliant to catch up with Graham Uh, and as I said all the relevant links will be in the show notes if you are an independent business or an aspiring independent business then definitely start with a conversation with Graham Salt to start the process of building up your independent business in the heart of Durham now before we carry on we'd love to know what you think and what you want to hear about Um, you can email admin at totallylocallydurham.co.uk to get in touch and please help us spread the word about In The Loop tell your friends to listen in please give us a like, give us a share, subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your podcast so that you never miss a future episode Um, wherever you found the link to this podcast please share it and for that, thank you very much now to the independent independent loop Uh, and I caught up with a trader from Durham Market Hall Uh, maybe one of the traders that is a I don't know a fully traditional market hall stall Um, not only with what it stocks but also with its heritage its history it's been passed down through the family I love that the independent loop so I popped into uh, the market hall and I'm speaking to Mandy at Clark's Linen and Lace how how long have you been here now Oh, I think it must be getting on for 45 years. Wow. It was my parents' business uh, beforehand, and then uh, myself and my brother have taken it on since. Uh, I was just a Saturday girl when we started all those years ago, but I'm here all the time now. I love that. I love that sort of the continuation, the <laughs> yes, family element of the business. That's right, yes. And the other thing I find about this shop is that I suspect I really don't know the half of what you've got in stock. So I oh, imagine, right. you know, it's the kind of shop where you kind of go, do you have? And you'll go, yes, or I can get, or... Yep. So what do you have that people maybe don't realise you have, that they don't realise they would the kind of thing that people don't know where to find? Um, well, we do, we do a lot of, um, you know, very nice cushions and throws and things like that. I mean, people are always quite surprised. I think they think of us as quite a traditional stall because they'll see the sort of lacy tablecloths and doilies and things. Yeah. But we have a lot of sort of things that suit more modern tastes as well, which I think people are always surprised at, you know, the lovely cotton throws and that kind of thing. I um, imagine the sort of the Union Jack throws. I can't even see one at the moment. Well, I've sold the last sold. one this morning. We're waiting for a delivery of them. Because the students are, are starting to filter back, and because, sadly, we've uh, yes, lost, lost our dear queen. queen this week, we've sold a lot of Union Jack things, so we're a bit, you know... But they, they will be back in shortly. Watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Yes. So um, you talked about students there. So, I mean, over the years, you've probably, you know, given sold a lot of throws and, and bedding we, and we have, tea absolutely, towels. Yes. And yes, I mean, we, it's just that we do everything from dishcloths, tea towels cushions, throws, quilts, bedding, all of that kind of thing. And we, we tend to find more nowadays that um, the students tend to come in more for 
more the accessories to dress the, the, the rooms rather than the basics. I think a lot of them come with the basics now, but they still want a nice fluffy throw, you know, that kind of thing to, to personalise the, the rooms. That's what we tend to find. Excellent. And... and, and- and, and, and we really enjoy seeing them every year. It's nice seeing a new batch of students coming in. We've already had two this morning. I, I thought it was a bit early for them, but apparently the freshers, some of them at Castle College, have started this morning. Wow. So that was nice to see them. Brilliant. So uh, it, the day we're recording this, it is actually one of the day. open days. It is, yes, which so, is always busy for us. Yeah, very good. It's nice to see people coming in. To, yeah. It's nice that they have a stand in the marketplace because Absolutely. it's sort of... It gets people to realise bits of the city as well as not just the university. That's right, yes. Um, and my, my final question is, um, Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming, yes. We've had the start of it. We've got our Christmas ta- tea towels in, which are, we're already doing a roaring trade. And within the next couple of weeks, really everything Christmas will be coming in. We've got uh, Christmas tablecloths, Christmas stockings, you know, all of that kind of thing. Um, napkins, doilies. Uh, a big thing that we do is Christmas cushion covers. We sell a lot of Christmas cushion covers, Christmas throws. You name it, we'll have it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have to admit, I've never done Christmas Christmas throws or cushion covers, but you kind of go, actually, for the fun of it. Oh, absolutely, yes. And I think as well, we find a lot of people, it, you know, even if they've got somebody in a nursing home or yes. something like that, they'll they'll buy a Christmassy throw. Because it's a, it's a quick and instant way of making it look Christmassy without you know, putting decorations up or anything like that. Or, um, and, and also as well, we find a, a, a fluffy throw is a big Christmas thing anyway. I think it's going to be a bigger Christmas thing this year because of the heating costs. Um, so whether they'll buy a Christmas-designed one or they'll just buy a nice, you know, fluffy Union. plain one or a Union Jack or a checky one. Um, but yes, we've got a lot of those coming in this year. Yeah, and, uh, and we're already selling a lot because people don't want to put that heating on. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, this morning was the first morning where I've gone, oh my God, it's cold. The heating is not going on. Yes. The throws are going to be vital, yeah. aren't they? I got up in the middle of the night. I was all right when I went to bed and I got up in the middle of the night thinking I'm a bit cold and put an extra layer on the bed. <laughs> throws are going to be the thing. They're going to be the thing, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Mandy. Lovely You're talking welcome. to you. place for throws particularly hopefully they're back in stock already the union jack throws um you can't miss clark's it is literally at the bottom of the main entrance ramp to the market hall and there are a few more details in the show links of course uh we're letting the students off for this month because they're not back quite yet um well at least the majority aren't back just yet but you may remember us speaking to the team from scoop durham Uh, I think it's two episodes ago. Now, if you are a Scoop Durham fan, if you've been there before or walked past, you might have noticed recently that where they were has been filled by another shop. But worry not, they will be back in a slightly smaller um, unit, but very close to where they were. So you can't miss them. When they reopen, you will be able to find them. Now, before she headed off to explore foreign climes, we caught up with an exploring Alice. Only the exploring didn't take her very far at all. And uh, we are hereby launching the hashtag Cakes of Durham. Yes. Alice Explores. It feels like it's a while since we've talked cake with Alice. And I'm not quite sure why, but here we go. Alice Explores today. We are definitely, it will feature cake. We really should rename it probably just, just some to have some form of the cake theme because it's the, always cake. It's very rare that it's not cake. Maybe we should 
Maybe we should add a, a hashtag, the cakes of Durham or something. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> just get, discovering what Durham one Victoria's bunch at a time. Yeah. Um, a, a new blog, the best cakes. Oh, uh, I would, I would say, well, it's, and then it would turn into mince pies for Christmas. Do you, you like yeah. a mince pie, do you? I love mince pies. So I, I'm quite excited for Christmas. Quite excited. Okay. All right. Um, so, so let's talk exploring the cakes of Durham. Uh, uh, where have you discovered? Where have you been? What is new? What is new? Well, there's lots of exciting things that are new. I mean, I I, I haven't got very far actually. I've I've gone probably the grand total of a minute uh, from my office um, because we've had a couple of new traders in, which is very exciting. And one of them um, is called H and H Hapery. I should I should add that to anybody who doesn't know, Alice works in Durham Market Hall. Yeah. So when she says a couple of new traders in, that's a couple of new traders in Durham Market Hall. Mm. And H and H Cakery is one of them. Go ahead. Yes, yes they are indeed. So they are um just opposite um bookworm. We've, uh, we've spoken to Miles uh recently. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh and in between Robson's Butchers and Market Hall Wines. Um, and it is uh, a lovely couple called Halime and Haroon who are who are doing the most wonderful homemade. There's some Turkish savoury treats. Um, there are homemade cakes, big and small, so you can go and get your cake pops. But equally, if you are um, needing a birthday cake for a uh, for for a special occasion, um, Halime is your lady. So um, and there's uh, there's some up on the counter at the moment which look absolutely incredible, and I can definitely recommend. Uh, I've had the brown, I've had a brownie, and I've had um, I think one of the Turk, uh, one of the Turkish cheese savoury treats. Wow, which was very nice. She is actually a a, a trained patisserie chef or something, isn't she? Yes, I believe so. So we're talking like, you know, way better than British Bake Off. It's more like Bake Off the Professionals. <laughs> yeah? Like she does, um, I was going to say the, the um, everything is ha is homemade by, by Hallie Mae. Um, and they've got the counter, which are full of absolutely everything you've got, sort of from, from your cheesecakes to your, I mean, two, three tier cakes. I mean, I think I saw one that... Um, that has, I think, some handcrafted animals or something that looked absolutely beautiful. Wow. I have to make a wedding cake in about a year. Maybe I should just pay her to do it for me. <laughs> well, I know that they do have a website um, so that you can, um, so that she does take, uh, she does take online orders as well through through the H&H Cakery website as well. So even if you're not in Durham, you can actually um, enjoy these cakes. Yes, I, will put, can. I, will, I will put the links to the website and their social media um in the show notes obviously so um you're are we allowed to mention that you're heading off on holiday uh yes i was going to say I'll, I'll be exploring but from this time from a minute away i'll be going a couple of hundred thousand odd miles away so yes i'll be exploring at a very very long distance do you know what? I timed this just so that we could get we could get a quick chat with Alice before she goes off on holiday, and then the next chat will be when she's back. Yeah, pretty much. So it'll be it'll be uh be before then, and then hopefully I'll be able to to let people know the uh ex 
what things there are in America, which would be quite exciting. So, well, you know, en- enjoy your little, uh, your trip. Come back. Thank you. Come back inspired and refreshed. <laughs> With plenty of cake. With plenty of cake, refreshed plenty by the cake. cake. <laughs> and we shall, uh, we shall all be off to investigate H&H. Thank you very much. Take care. Enjoy your whole. Thanks. Bye. Bye. She'll have had a fab time, of course, in the States. And as we've delayed a little before publishing this podcast, she will be back any day. And H&H Cakery, links and information in the show notes. So it's a short and sweet one, isn't it, this month? Thank you to Alice and to everyone else who's given me their time this month. Mandy from Clark's Linen and Lace in the Market Hall and to Graeme Salt from Indie Durham City. Thank you. Most importantly to you for tuning in to In The Loop, the Durham podcast uh, with me, Emma Hignett. The show notes have all the links from our guests and what they're up to and where you can find them. And finally, do me the favour, spread the word, like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you have any ideas about what we should be investigating, who we should be talking to, please do get in touch with us. You can email admin at totallylocallydurham.co.uk and that is it for now. We shall be back very soon with another episode of In The Loop, the Durham podcast. Thanks. Bye. You're locked in a strange room. Time is against you. You need to get out and there's only one way to do it. Have you got what it takes to discover the clues, solve the puzzles and escape before the clock runs out? Then step into Escape Rooms Durham and see if you can unravel the mystery of Mr. Borrowdale's study or steal the formula in the lab heist. Escape Rooms Durham is the perfect challenge for families, friends, colleagues and birthdays. Find out more at escapedurham.co.uk Then come and escape from Escape Rooms Durham on Sadler Street in Durham City Centre.